Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions. Stop it! You're acting like a child! They're coming for you! Look! Greetings, ghouls! It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Horror. No normal mind can imagine. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Fucking dead bastard. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetch of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. I am Jeremy. How you doing, bro? You sound good. Yeah, I'm feeling much better today. All right, good, 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 good. It's 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 been a day, but yeah, it's. Uh, Willie hasn't had the best day today. Ah, uh, and when you said it's been a day, I was about to say, every day has been a day. Yeah, it will be a day. Oh. Lily does horse riding lessons, and she had her end of session uh, competition or whatever, like showcase kind of thing. And when she was going around the ring, she went to get the horse to trot, and he basically just started running and threw her off the horse. Oh, is she okay? Yeah, she's all right. She's a little banged up. She could. She basically bruised her ass. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. But that could be bad. See, if that was you or me, we would be like in the hospital. Yeah. Well, I mean, I what sucked and I felt bad. We weren't there for it. We were on our way back from eye appointment, so we were gonna miss like the first part of it. We were like two minutes away when my mother in law called and was like, "Oh my god, like this happened." Oh, and uh, I mean, we're we're grateful it, it went the way it did because it, it could go a completely different direction. Yeah, that's scary. And speaking of scary. This week, or this episode, we're going really scary. We're talking <laughs> mutant ice cream. Yes. It's technically not ice cream. I mean, they keep it in the fridge. Yeah, I was wondering. But somehow what, it's always cold. Is it, is it like a yogurt or something? It, it's, it's just a dessert. Depending on the scene, the consistency is a little different, but it looks like fluff. Yeah, it's mutant fluff. Although I don't think that the mother would be losing five pounds if it was fluff. No, I think it was fluff made out of crack. <laughs> uh, so, recipe. This is a recipe for disaster. What do you think I made to go along with the stuff? I actually obtained myself some actual stuff. Oh, so you're an official stuffy. <laughs> I am a stuffy. So, because we like to add booze to everything, not only are we going to be eating this crack-like fluff substance, but I put bourbon in it. <laughs> I basically just made a, van- a vanilla milkshake with with bourbon, kind of the opposite of the $5 shake from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I'm going to put bourbon in it or nothing. There's a $5 shake. Stuff. Stuff. Enough is never enough. Can't get enough of the stuff. 
If you see the stuff in stores, call the police. If you have it in your home, don't touch it. Get out. The stuff is a product of nature, a deadly living organism. It is addictive and destructive. It can overcome your mind and take over your body. And nothing can stop it. The Stuff from 1985. Yeah. This was something. I love this movie. It, it's 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 fun, and I guess the the movie company there. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but they were they weren't too like thrilled with it because they wanted a straight up horror movie, and this was basically just like satirical comedy kind of. Right. Larry Cohen said that his original version was a little too dense and sophisticated, and it was more of a satirical comedy and not horror. So they marketed it as a horror, and he says that's the reason. That it didn't do well. But if you've seen the movie, I think that's the reason it didn't do well. Uh, no wrong we, we, That's what it was. We, yeah. We have different opinions on this movie. I mean, you and I do? or Yes. Oh, okay. I like it and you don't? If I were to pick a Larry Cohen movie <laughs> to do, I think this stuff would be low on my list. <laughs> He has so many movies that, but here we are. But it's going to make for a fun episode. Oh, yes. Hell yeah. No, it, it is a fun movie. Don't get me wrong. Here we go. Spoilers ahead. <laughs> the stuff. 1985. Larry Cohen. So it opens up. It's in like this, like a mining site or something. It's snowing like a bastard. And this older guy, Harry, he, uh, is walking towards this bubbling marshmallowy looking stuff and uh right so out of the ground it's bubbling right out of the ground right out of the ground so the other guy in the distance is like yelling he's like what are you doing are you taking a leak you eating no, the snow his first instinct of seeing this substance coming out of the ground is to put his hand into it and then eat some he's like oh that's actually not bad you're fucking lucky it didn't kill you and like melt your face off right away. Yeah. Also, it's smoking. So, you know, that's that's normal too. Yeah. And then the, like another guy comes by and he kind of partakes as well. So try this. I don't eat snow. <laughs> this movie moves quick. Like like scene to scene to scene to scene. Yeah. It, it, there's a time jump, obviously, because they're like, hey, there's enough of this here that we can sell it. Next scene. It's already in someone's fridge and they're already addicted to it. Right. So we're in this kid's bedroom, wakes up. Jason. Jason, yes. Uh, closes the windows like in the middle of the night. Yeah, he, got, he, wakes, so, he wakes up scratching like he's an addict. You know, yeah. he's just like, ah. And then he's like, I'm being eaten alive. Well, no shit. You don't have screens in your windows, you fucking idiot. <laughs> but he's got... Some badass like A team like sheet bed sheets and curtains and like stuff like that. Those those were pretty cool. He's got a picture of Satan hanging on his wall. Yeah, that too. So he heads downstairs into the kitchen. It's probably like four a.m. He opens up the fridge and sees some gooey shit moving around out of the container. It moves right back into the container like right. it's like like it was out chilling and it's like oh, busted like a right. roach when you turn the lights on. <laughs> and then the dad comes down thinking it's a burglar. Apparently, and the, like you said, the stuff stops moving. Now, the dad seems kind of like a dick. 
Yeah, he's like, I could have killed you. Like, what if he was just going down for a glass of water? Yeah. He's in, I just felt his attitude might have been a little excessive, but, you know. He's addicted to the stuff, so there's a reason that he might be on edge. Right. Now, next, there's a there's a commercial for the stuff. There's this blonde lady in a fur coat. That would be Tammy Grimes. She was an actress, a singer, actually Amanda Plummer's mother. Hmm. So it wasn't just some random old lady. Right. There's nothing she loves better than the stuff. Enough is never enough. Now, I love this movie. Like, the point of the movie, like, I think I'm more with Larry Cohen on this. It's a satirical comedy. It is hilarious. It's a really funny movie. Um, And, like, look at George Romero. George Romero attacked consumerism not so subtly with Dawn of the Dead. Larry Cohen straight up calls this movie the stuff. It's about stuff. It's about excess. It's about, um, you know, obviously consumerism and addiction. Corporate greed. <laughs> he just does. He just like right in your face with it. Yeah. I mean, consumerism, corporate greed, and just, you know, it, it's just stuff is yummy. How could it possibly be bad kind of stuff? Yeah. He, he attacks a lot of people in this movie. Yeah. So we're apparently in the middle of, I don't know if it's the East River or the Hudson River. I don't know. But there's a business meeting going on like on a yacht in the middle of like the New York Harbor. And they're talking about the stuff company taking over Chocolate Chip Charlie's. Yes. And they ask this guy, Mo Rutherford, to come in as an industrial spy. So he comes in, hops on the boat, meets a group of sweaty palm people. He's like, well, there's a sweaty palm. There's, <laughs> there's a sweaty another palm. sweaty palm. Like this guy. So uh, Larry Cohen's staple, Michael Moriarty, plays David Mo Rutherford. Why is his name Mo? Because when people give me money, I always want Mo. He is a hilarious bastard. <laughs> I, I love, love this guy. guy. He is fantastic. So basically, after the stuff was approved, like all the like the people involved either moved away from this town. In Virginia, or they just left for vacation. Or straight up died. Or just straight up died. Very sketchy. And they want to analyze the ingredients and find out how they can replicate the stuff so they can get in on the money. Right. So they pay him to, you know, they hire him to do this job. So he hands him a check. And on his way out, he stuffs the check in the dude's face. He's just like, asshole. Yeah. So some guy that he used to work with right. in the FBI. Yeah. Uh, who, who, Definitely doesn't like him, so he ends up punching the guy in the face. But he kind of goes around and he like fucks with everybody. He's like, "And you, like, I bugged your room the other day." He's got like a bug in his suit, and the guy's like, "Wow, you're not as dumb as you appear to be. No one is as dumb as I appear to be." Well, I'll be a son of a bitch. So now we're back at the breakfast table. Scott, this is Jason's brother, who which. I think they were actually brothers. Yes, I believe it's actually his brother. They're eating breakfast and the mother is wondering where Jason is. And of course, like Scott is just, you know, being the typical older brother. And he's like, I don't know, maybe his alarm didn't go off. It's like, well, you will go up and get him anyway. He ends up coming down on his own. Jason basically sees them like eating the stuff. And he's like, well, he finished. Now his older brother finishes his breakfast first and then asks if he can have some of right. stuff. Sure. It's good for you. It's not good. It's bad. But everyone thinks it's just fine. 
It's low in calories, good tasting, and he doesn't even spot. <laughs> I don't know why he doesn't like it. He like smacks it out of his mother's hand. Yeah. He's like all oh, over the cabinet. No kidding. The kid runs away. But, and I wrote, just parents are kind of dicks, but they're also stuffies. So now they have like Rutherf- Mo Rutherford has like this lab set up. And all these people that are, you know, doing this undercover work for him. Uh, there's like some Petri dishes of like different, I don't know if it's like different variations of, of the stuff or whatever. Yeah, they're, but, they're all marked like the stuff one through, like, yeah. I think I saw stuff nine, which may be a shout out to the secret ingredients in Coca-Cola, which they actually mentioned. A little right. Bit. Yeah. He said there's, there's a benign bacteria uh, in the stuff and it was just a happy accident that it actually tastes good. But- they can't get the ingredients because there's a law that allows them to not have to reveal the recipe called the statute of identities rule, basically like Coca-Cola, like the guy said. Yes, which is a bullshit. So the statute of identities rule from the FDA, that does not exist. So there is a standard of identity, uh, which actually made Coke reveal its ingredients that started in 1938, a little bit before this movie came out. So bullshit. And Coca-Cola actually no longer contains cocaine. Really? Hmm. Really. So I, so everyone out there, you can stop snorting your cherry Cokes. So anyway, so basically if they want to figure it out, they're going to have to steal it. Now we're, we jumped over to them shooting a stuff commercial. It's like models like on a runway and... Wearing bathing suits and fur coats. Yeah. So David comes in and basically just... Breaks everything up. He's like, all right, you know, y'all can just leave, take off, shut off the music. Here we go. And then he ends up talking to this ad executive. She's, uh, her name's Nicole. And she's the one who basically I invented the logo, like the name. She marketed it, like everything. And he's basically putting up this front that he's like this oil tycoon billionaire astronaut cowboy. What? Oh, you never... <laughs> You ever saw that Family Guy episode? No. But anyway, yeah, he's like, I'm going to buy this company and I want to put you in charge of marketing. Basically blown smoke up her ass. So yeah. Dig for shit. And he obviously has already done some digging because he there's like a throwaway line about like, I don't want to have to wait in line. And you don't look like you want to wait in line either. She's like, how do you know that story? Like, he's good. He's very good. He He passes off the business card and then... You know, they're going to go out to dinner and they're basically arguing over whose limo's bigger. Yeah, they basically whip their limos out and have they, a little contest there. Yeah, they did. This scene was pretty cool. Like, so it goes, I love seeing like grocery stores in like the 80s just to see like the shit that's like on the shelves that like remember as like kids, like those cans of high C. Yeah. Ecto cooler. Yeah. So, so Jason's walking around the grocery stores, like the, the stuff is flying off the shelves. Flying off the shelves, did you see how many end caps are yeah. the stuff and it's in the, the freezer? It's also like not in the freezer. It's just like on shelves and yeah, then I f- there's like, I feel like it's, it's it everywhere. Should, I feel like it should be refrigerated. Apparently it always stays cold, so it doesn't need to be refrigerated. That's why they can keep it wherever they want. Yeah. So he goes and he smacks it out of this kid's hand and then he like runs away, trips over like a display. And then like just starts ripping it off the shelves, like every end cap, every dairy case, like whatever. And then he finally gets, you know, tackled by the grocery department. 
Yeah, I felt bad for those guys because they seen it <laughs> happening and they're like, oh, fuck. Like, just when I thought this day couldn't get any worse. But then you have people literally, like, eating it off the floor. Yeah. <laughs> so so now David shows up to a Mr. Vickers, played by Danny Aiello. Great, great role in this. You know, there, there's a lot of good, like, big names in this movie. There is, and for small cameos. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Mr. Vickers is only in this movie for five minutes. Right. Um now he's saying he's from Consumer Magazine. Um, Vickers, he works for the F- he worked for the FDA for for nine years. He's getting ready to retire. He approved the stuff, but they didn't really have a name yet. So there was there's no reason to really forbid like forbid the product. Yeah, he said there was nothing in it that was toxic or anything right. like that. And if there isn't anything bad, they have to push it through. Right, and so you know, he, he, he gives it to his dog all the time. Yeah, so he offers offers Mo a drink. And yeah. Mo's like, oh, no, I don't drink. He's like, oh, good. The liquor will kill you. And like you see a little bit later, like when they go into the kitchen, it's just like wall to wall the stuff. Yeah. And he explains that like all the all the testers are either out of the country or like dead. And he asks for like this all like some sort of documents. And Vickers goes to go upstairs to get them because he doesn't throw anything away. And, you know, he asked the dog, he goes, why is your master so afraid of you? He's very, very curious. Yeah. Because the dog seems to love Mo. The dog loves Mo. Um, but yeah, he goes in, sees like all the stuff in the kitchen, and then he hands him the paperwork and then he leaves. And now at 2.30 in the morning, David shows up to a stuff shack. That's what I call it. A stuff shack. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It looked like a... Uh... A Dairy Queen, you know, the like the line right. is all right. like around the corner. But then he's like, "This is crazy. It's two thirty. And I'm like, "What the fuck? It's two thirty. There's like little kids. No kidding. Now back to Mr. Vickers. The dog is going friggin' bananas. Starts like foaming stuff out of its mouth. He like the the dog ripped the phone line out of the wall. Yeah, that was. See, this this is one of my. One of many problems with this movie. <laughs> so it's like the the stuff is an alien organism or it just like happened to be inside the earth. I don't know. We don't know. We'll never find out. Um, unfortunately, Larry Cohen is dead. So he won't be around to tell us what the stuff is made out of. But or, or it's to like make some the stuff too. Right. Yeah. There's, there's going to be no stuffed. But <laughs> it's smart. Some scenes. Like the dog wants more of it and he cuts the cord to the phone so that the guy can't call for help. So it's like that, it made the dog smart. But in other scenes, it's just there. It's, yeah. It's just sentient. I don't, yeah. I don't know. So he, Vic, before David left, he, he let David know that it originated in this town, Stater, Virginia. So he's on his way there. Passes a billboard, America's taste sensation, number one across the nation. And David arrives at Barley's General Store. Now, the population in Stater is 452. It seems like it's more like five. Maybe six. Well, it'll change soon. So he gets gas and he's looking for Hall Hall Melville. Or something. I think that was what he said his name was. I don't know. Uh, this old car shows up and he's asking the, the the gas station guy if he knows who it is. So he starts walking over 
Yeah, and the guy's like, hmm, that's strange. Two strangers in one day. It's like a nice jaguar. But it's a really nice jaguar, but it looks like it's been sitting there. It's like covered in dust. Yeah. And of course, you know, the gas station guy is like getting kind of nervous. You see him like, you know, do that nervous like swallow. And he runs off into the woods. Yeah. And then David gets attacked by your chocolate chip Charlie. Well, I ain't the Kentucky Colonel. So (laughs) this is where we meet Garrett Morris's character, Chocolate Chip Charlie. Many of you will know him from Saturday Night Live. Many of you will probably not be that old to remember when Saturday Night Live was still in its heyday. And you might just recognize him from Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah, apparently he wasn't. His time on this movie apparently wasn't very good because he, he said, my agent told me if I don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. No, he said his mother told him that, oh, was it which I mother? thought, was, yeah, which was really cool. And yeah, apparently during this time, he banged out like seven horror movies in a short amount of time. And he doesn't talk about any of us. Yeah. Well, I, I guess like originally they wanted Arsenio Hall because, you know, he's like this new up and coming like guy. And he's going to be like this huge star. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. So ba- basically... He's trying to figure out who stole his company, like, out from under him and sent him out on his beautiful black ass. Yeah, he said his brother and nephews that he works with, they seem brainwashed. Yeah. And they threw his ass out. And then, like, this, like, basically this town is just, like, used as a forwarding address. So they head to the post office and apparently they realize that everybody in the town has basically relocated to Midland, Georgia. Which seems very normal. Of course. Like, that's it. They all just, they all just left. And it's like, like him, the gas station guy, and then like three other people. And the gas station guy goes, goes into the head as he's had a ton of the stuff. And you hear the guy like moaning, like. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, did he just excuse himself to go jerk off? (laughs) And they go, they open the door. He's like, you okay? You okay? They, They open the door. And his mouth is like wide open, like the stuff like comes out of his mouth and like out the window. Mouths aren't supposed to open that wide. <laughs> yeah, no shit. No kidding. And so David's going to go out the window. You're not going to go out the window, are you? He's, he's like, you have a gun, right? And he's like, if oh, what did he say? He's like, oh, he goes, if that stuff, if I start eating the stuff, you shoot me before that shit comes out of my mouth or like whatever, like the hell. No, like it. no, no. Very close. I'll give, you, I'll give you that. But no, he says, I don't have a gun. I told you, these arms are registered weapons. And he goes, <laughs> okay, well, if that thing starts eating me, you kill me before it does. That's right. Close enough. He, men- he mentions his guns, his arms, uh, uh, quite okay. a few times right. during, during the course of this movie. All right, I get it. So they go through the open window, and all there's this four four people outside with like shovels and pitchforks. It, it, it's basically like a, a tiny angry mob. Yes, a mob consisting of four hillbillies. <laughs> so as they're like fighting him, Charlie like punches a dude and his face just like ex- like comes apart. Yeah, it's like hollow. Like, and uh, like, like white shit's coming out of him. There's like this little rowboat. And he's like, get in the boat, get in the boat. So as they get like in the boat, you know, the this big fat guy. Remember like from old school, like WWF, that guy Earthquake? Yes, like big fat bald and a beard. So basically, dude looks like earthquake. You know, kind of helped push them out. Like, yeah, I thought river. that was really funny. He's trying to chase them, but he actually launches the boat. <laughs> like, well, thanks to that guy. And then, like, the post office guy, like, seems to be awake now, and he's like, okay, 
I didn't get that. Like maybe the the stuff left his body, so you realize that he's just a shell. So the stuff is kind of in hat. It's like a invasion of the body snatchers type of deal, where yeah. like, the guy is actually dead, and the stuff is what's moving him around. Right. So David and Charlie hit this diner, and they you know they order coffee, and he asks if they have any good chocolate chip cookies. Nobody recognizes him. No. And of course, you have David who just goes, hey, do any of you guys have the stuff? And he looks around like he's trying to feel feel out the crowd and like, oh, no, that's on back order. He's like, oh, I guess this place is safe to eat. Yeah. Yeah. They just all kind of look at him funny. And David wants Charlie to go see Frank Herbert in D.C. Now, Frank Herbert was um, an, an American. He was a science fiction writer. Oh, OK. Yeah, so so basically, he was best known. He wrote the novel uh, Dune and its five sequels. So I thought that was oh, kind of that guy Dune. Yeah, Dune. Uh, I think there's a new adaptation yeah. of that coming out. It didn't already come out. I thought it already had. I know there it, was one. I don't know. Or it's supposed to be, but anyway, fucking so. sandworms. <laughs> so he wants to go. He wants him to go see Frank Herbert in D.C. He's so a special that, agent in the FBI. Yes. So David. Picks up a lift from a couple strangers, and the waitress goes into the cold case where they have so much stuff. Yeah, so apparently for it being on back order, she just meant it's in the back, and she like robo walks in there, and she just like opens, and she just stares at you. Oh yeah, this stuff. <laughs> this stuff. Now, David's in New York City and is walking down the street, and he sees a stuff cart. Like one of those like street vendors and yeah, and huge building side billboard for the stuff like right right there on Broadway. Yeah, and he's apparently on their radar now because like the lady working like grabbed a walkie-talkie and was just like right out of like the ice cream. <laughs> yeah, he's like here he comes. He's, he's like he's coming. And like out comes a stuff van. It's like stuff the van. Like it's like it's like marketing like spaceballs. <laughs> yeah, and it very. Extremely poorly tries to run down Mo. Like they barely even tried to kill him. No, they did. They just went down the street and just like, well, he's gonna move. He's gonna move. I I, I wrote that they tried to mow down Mo. That's great. And so now David's in an office. He's meeting with a guy who I guess he was like the distributor or something like that. Now I believe that this office was replicated in The Simpsons as yeah. Mr. Burns' office. There's yeah, they, even the stuffed polar bear. The stuff, yeah. That that was pretty... So next time I watch The Simpsons, I'm going to have to like pay attention to that now. Yeah. So basically, he he was saying that they were already addicted. And, the people that found it. Yeah. yeah. And so they tested the market in Stater and every, you know, just everyone went to Midland, Georgia. Ironically, his conglomerate has a mining facility there. You know, so David's starting to put two and two together as he's like, I figured this would happen. So he tries to bribe David and hands him 25 grand. Yeah, but first he's like, let it go. You can't stop it. And Mo just casually goes, oh, I, I, I could, could kill, kill you. you. <laughs> I, I could kill you. Yeah. And then he gets offered a job. Right. You, you kind of nonchalantly threaten someone with murder. And they're like, well, how about well, we maybe put you, you should, on the payroll? Maybe you should work for me. Like, well, I won't have to eat the stuff without. I'll leave that to the stuffies. Yeah. So David's now with Nicole, that ad executive, 
who now she's I, I'm guessing at this point he's already filled her in. Now she feels guilty about what's happening because it was basically her idea. And he's just like, well, why don't we trade sins here? And he tells them that he's not an oil billionaire. And that was basically just that. And, but she wants him to go to the government and he, uh, I don't know if he said he was going to win. I don't see. This is where a lot of the, the cuts come in where I believe some of these scenes ended up on the, you know, cutting room floor because there's actually supposed to be a scene that shows them starting to get romantic. Yeah. So it's a lot less weird when later on they just, Oh, they're in bed together. Yeah. It, like this was part of like literally like doing, doing the notes for this was difficult because like the movie was cut. Like each scene is like really, really short and they just jump from like place to place to place to place. And I'm trying to like this one, this was tough. Yeah. It, it's a it's a rough fall yeah so yeah so they end up back in the lab and the lab tech shows david the newspaper about jason being arrested for destroying the the grocery store and now jason's in his room bouncing a tennis ball on the floor another amazing stuff commercial these commercials are great like this is this was like west side story kind of like kind of thing they're like dancing playing basketball while like eating the stuff kind of thing <laughs> oh it's great apparently he's grounded for life he comes downstairs sees the whole like trash bag full of like empty stuff containers and like the whole family's like eating it in the living rooms is that dinner yeah and mom's like i lost five pounds in a yeah. week jason he's telling him he's like there's something alive in it like you can't like it's bad and then he tries to tell him about probiotics, basically. There's, there's things alive in yogurt. There's things alive in this. He leaves the room and he sends like the older brother. He's like, ah, get him. So, so they're like fighting outside the house. And they're like, you know, we bought this house for you. We, you have that amazing room. Like we got like everything you like wanted. Apparently, Scott's bitter because uh, I guess he got jack shit. So you get everything you want. And uh, Jason, he's like here. So he takes like the, the cup and he goes upstairs. He goes, you stay up there until you finish it. Then you can be a part of this family again. Yeah, like Jesus Christ. Like you don't want to eat it. That's rough. So he goes in the bathroom, dumps it in the toilet, and like it tries to like come out. Yeah, but he flushes it. He fl- he flushes it. Also, there's that. There's there's a Motley Crue poster in the bathroom. I'd like to say that's where the Motley Crue poster belongs, but I'm not talking trash. I I, I really like Motley Crue. No, I do too. It's just I don't think <laughs> it's I've very ever seen a- strange. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a Motley Crue poster in a bathroom. So <laughs> the family opens up the fridge to all the glorious stuff, and while Jason is upstairs, and they just kind of stare at it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, we got more stuff for later. And Jason's filling up the cup with shaving cream, and he is actually eating it. Yeah, so he kind of tricks his family into thinking he's eating the stuff. They go, oh, can I have some of that? It's, no, this is mine. And at <laughs> first, they're kind of pissed. Like, no, we want to share. But they're like, okay, yeah. he gets it. He gets it. He's addicted to them. Yeah, So, and while they're at like the table, there's a giant bowl. A giant bowl of stuff. I love how they took it out of the container and put it in a serving bowl. <laughs> like, you guys are trash. Just just eat it out of the container. Come on. Yes. And Scott's like saying, I don't get tired anymore. 
And of course, the dad's like, we don't get tired now that we're eating properly. Yeah. Now that we're eating the stuff, we're all jacked up on the stuff, baby. Yeah! Sleeping's for pussies. <laughs> so Jason runs out of the house and, you know, dad tests the cup. And he's like, that's not the stuff. And they all chase after him. And of course, like right on time, David shows up like in, in the car in front of the house, just tells him like, jump in the car. And he's like, who the fuck are you? And Bo just happens to show up at the right time. And so he he gets in the car and then yaks. And he's like, I'm sorry. I just kind of puked in your car. He's like, yep, you did. He's like, <laughs> open the fucking windows. He's like, well, I'm sorry. I just ate like a cup of shaving cream. Well, everybody got to eat some shaving cream once in a while. That was what? fantastic. What? Why? <laughs> <laughs> He's just funny. And so they, they show up at like this airstrip and they're like waiting for a private plane. And the three of them like take off. And then they arrive where they're going. And Nicole greets some Mrs. Flutterman. Moe instructs the, the, the pilot, if he's not back in three hours, take Jason to Savannah Airport and wait instructions. Now, in the limo, Mo asked the two assistants, like, hey, like, you, or he's like, you lived in Stata, right? He's like, oh, yeah, like, how'd you know that? And, like, you know, he pulls off his, like, you know, flexes his FBI skills. And then, you know, the guy was like, you know, we think this is the product of tomorrow or the product of today. And then, like, they enter, like, the facility with these tall, like, stacks of stuff. And, like, there's, like, dudes in yellow suits, like, everywhere back in the plane like the guys in the same yellow suits are putting like some hose in like the cockpit and the post office guy is is one of them pops up at like the cockpit window like the stuff like kills the pilot it like grabs his face and uh like jason packs up and just takes off yeah jason seems uh wise beyond his years yeah so now they're they're inside inside the factory well you know Mo is taking like the tour and he's like taking pictures. He's like, you can't take pictures. And he just like takes a picture of the guy that said he can't take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> he gives no fucks. He didn't. He's turned he's he turned into like one of my favorite characters. And so he thanks her for the wonderful job that um Nicole's done on Madison Ave. Because it's easy to sell a product that everyone likes so much. Yeah. We have, I we mean have it's to- like selling selling drugs. It's not like a hard sell. Right. So people just come up to you again and again. We have to keep the guys from eating it all. So Jason's running around the woods now and comes across a cave. Because what do you do? You, you you go into a cave. Yeah. So now another work tells David, uh, tells Mo that he can't take pictures. So he takes his picture. And you see like the assembly line, like the goos, like all reacting, like, like the slime in Ghostbusters 2. It's like coming out of like the... Like the vat and everything. Yeah, th- this was a, a really funny scene because <laughs> I don't know. I, I know like this is 1985, so you gotta give it a break um, with the special effects. But it's just like it, it really bugs me that we don't know like the properties or what the fuck this the stuff is made out of. Yeah, but Jason he comes he comes out like basically back back at the factory like just in time for a delivery. So what do we do? We try we we climb on top of a tanker truck and no one sees him. It ain't that high. All right. So the thing I was just saying about how this kid seems smart and like he knows when to bounce. 
That's the worst hiding spot I've ever seen. <laughs> That's like the kids like hiding in fridges in junkyards and getting like trapped and killed. Yeah, they're 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 walking by him and you know he ain't exactly, you know, sitting still. And then he he jumps in the empty truck. The guy jumps up and like shuts the lid. Shuts and seals it. Yeah. Back to the factory now. And Mo keeps trying to take pictures. He's watching it being mixed. Now, why is it being mixed? They're not adding anything to it. No, it I don't even know why there's a factory. Because they literally take it from the ground, put it into the tanker truck, and drive off. <laughs> so do. at what point does it go back to the factory? Are they filtering the dirt like out because it's coming out of like the, the ground? Like I like I don't know. Like the the whole like you said, the whole factory thing just seems redundant. Yeah. <laughs> they get they get set up like the company like sets them up at this hotel and Mo and Nicole, you know, get their room. The stuff commercial comes on with with fucking Abe Abe Vigoda, <laughs> and and the where's the beef lady? Clara Peller from the Wendy's commercials. You know where where's the beef? She reprised that for where's the stuff. You know, I had a board game, a Where's the Beef board game. That's that's something. It is. It was fun. I liked it. Good. So anyway, yeah, she's like, "Where's the stuff? It's never enough of the stuff, you know." So while they're sleeping, like the stuff comes out of the pillow and like grabs friggin' Mo by the face, and he's flopping around. Imagine acting that. Just flop around on the ground for a while. With, with pretending that something is stuck to your face. And then Nicole lights it on fire. <laughs> it lights his face on fire. She gets yeah. like kerosene from a lamp, pours it on there, and lights it on fire, and it pulls it off. Yeah. And so, like, the stuff, like, it, like, flies off. And then, like, this guy comes in and attacks them and gets hugely, like, stuff splooged to the wall. That's exactly what it's. Now, fun, fun fact about this scene the reason that they were able to do the scene is because they had that room that can rotate. Yeah. They got that from Nightmare on Elm Street. It was famously used. Like I, They said Johnny Depp scene, you know, where they, they flip it upside down so they can pour the blood out so it looks yeah. like it's spurting up. But I believe they used that scene, or that room twice. Was that when in the, the girl, beginning? The, when the girl's getting like dragged up the wall and around yeah. the ceiling. Like I imagine yeah. they used the same room for that too. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing. Wicked cool though. Like so, the effects in this movie are something that are pretty cool. They are. They are For, sometimes. But then, but the, then, in this scene particularly. But but then yeah, they they torch they they set the basically the hotel room on fire, and then they run out. And then he's like, "Oh, just go over to that truck. They hotwire truck. They take off, and then they head back to the factory for their like their own little guided tour. And the tankers are leaving. They're all heading somewhere, which is you know." That's very sus right now. Yes. Jason's still inside the truck, and then they grab hoses from the truck, and they start sucking the stuff up from the ground. This is probably some of like the, the effects that you're talking about that aren't so great. So like as the truck's like filled up, you can tell it's like horribly green screened or like whatever the hell it is that they did. Yes. So yeah, they're like they, they ditch the truck because obviously it's too loud, and they, they see this giant hole of like truck after truck, and they're just like filling it up. He steals... One of those yellow suits. 
puts a couple hidden explosives like around like on the rocks. And two, he so, had two. I, I like to point this out. This is important. He has two bombs. He attaches them like they're um, courtroom ankle bracelets hmm. on each leg. Yeah, two. So he stole the suit, puts the two hidden explosives like around his ankles, sends Nicole away, sticks them on the side of the rocks. David's trying to, or Mo, David, whichever, tries to casually walk through like the employees without covering his face. Like all these people who just saw him take like a tour, like he's not trying to hide himself like at all. No, and he was very like abruptly taking people's pictures and he was like very <laughs> sore thumbish. So, and like the, I don't feel it was like the factory manager, but like the guy like recognized him. And then like Jason's like stuck in the truck as they're like filling it up. That's where I mentioned the lovely like green screen or whatever like effect like stuff that's like. It, it looks like someone is underneath a pool of fluff slowly putting their fist into the air so it's just like a fist covered fluff thing and and it, that's like happening very slowly in this stuff pond as david's walking by jason's yelling at the stuff like do something like what are you waiting for and then he, like, he's basically gonna fight the stuff right and so mo hears him and yeah mo just happens to save this kid Yet again, by being in the right place at the right time, because what are the chances that when the kid is about to fight the stuff, like, yeah. let's take this outside, he just happens to be walking by the tanker. Yeah. And and now all the people are like, wait a minute, you don't work here. And they all, they all chase the truck as like he hits one of the detonators and blows the rocks. Now, Jason is showing no fear here. And the stuff is like kind of just it's like stewing like it doesn't know what to do. This stuff is confused. It is very confused, very conflicted. Uh, the postmaster man, he uh, he comes up and attacks Nicole just as David shows up again. Right place, right time. She pokes his eye out and Mo runs over his legs. That was really cool when they yeah. drove over him and kind of like split him in half. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, and he pulls he pulls Jason out, closes the stuff in in the uh in the tanker uh the cops are now chasing the truck with like the hose dragon they get pulled over it's like hey your hose is hanging out it's like oh you gonna arrest me for indecent exposure <laughs> so like at gunpoint they they fake as if they're like stuffies and mo jumps the cop and takes off again so after an overnight drive they pull up to like this castle fort type type place which is apparently it's like an army base and a bunch of soldiers just pop up out of the grass because he's dressed like a stuffy yeah so how long have these army guys just been sitting there if they just randomly roll up on it so they are always stationed there there's always 30 guys in this guy's lawn just like laying down on the grass yeah so this is where we meet colonel malcolm grummet spears played by the great Paul Sorvino, who is the mayor of Brooklyn, unofficially, of course. Of course. You know, Paulie from Goodfellas. I do. Also, father of Mira Sorvino, who had a uh, small cameo as a factory worker. No shit? Yeah. I did not catch that. There was, there was a couple. Um, I don't know which one she was. I just read that she was in it. Actually, there's a couple big name 
uh, cameos that do are, tell. Well, the other one doesn't happen till the end. Oh, I got that one. Okay, keep going. Okay, but anyway, so so he goes over like how he was canned from like the bureau, and basically tells him that the stuff is worse than commies taking over the world. No commies. That's all he had to say because Colonel Malcolm, he hate them commies. He's even got like his own radio station. I think he has owns multiple radio stations, and he basically has like an Illuminati podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, and then he explains how the whole like thing has it has like this mind affecting drug and all that stuff. And so he's like, "Let's go have a nice talk and a drink." So he meets Nicole. They're coming down the stairs, and he like, kind of like moves in. He like basically Bo even said, "You try to steal my girl." He goes, "Ah, you're probably going to be casualty anyway." <laughs> he's like, "I'm not worried about it." So they they pull up with the missing truck, and the guard's like, "Oh, like that that truck just randomly came back." Driver wants his money, so the guard just shoots him. You want a reward? Here's a bullet. And then all of a sudden, like all the soldiers come out, spears shoots the guard, and then there's like stuff everywhere. And yes. he's like, I kind of like the sight of blood, but this is disgusting. So they like infiltrate the factory, like the factory has been penetrated. <laughs> yeah, so they see like all the factory workers. Um, he assumes that they killed themselves, but what really happened was the stuff left their bodies, leaving their shells dead. But since he thought they killed themselves, he's like, ah, damn commies, take an easy way out, basically ruining his chance of getting to murder people. So he's upset. Right. And so downstairs, stuff is starting to flow, and Nicole and Jason are like stuck in this room with like a bunch of like like metal carts. So they're like going to each bin trying to escape across the room. As the stuff flows through. Now, this is one of those scenes where the stuff is not intelligent. It is just flowing through the room. If it was intelligent like it was earlier, they'd be fucking dead. They would be. And it just, it like pours, they get out of the building and then like it pours out of the building, busting through walls. And Beers just basically says like, ah, they're just going to leave it there and warn the public. Yes. And this is when he mentions that he, he's a, uh, Radio DJ. Yes. So one, one thing actually I thought was like pretty funny while they're like going through like the like the factory, they're, they're like, oh, like the factory's been penetrated. Apparently they have a course of action that has been already agreed upon. Yes. It was just like, all right, do the thing we agreed to do. I don't know. I just thought that was a funny like, <laughs> like code red announcement. He has a lot of things in place for a lot of different situations. So... Spears wants Nicole to sell the country on him. Like, because apparently the country don't like him. Right. And he wants to turn his image around. So, like, they they land and, like, I forget where they where they went. Were they still in Georgia? They go back to Virginia here. Like, I'm not sure where they actually went. Or I don't know. They went to one of his many radio stations. And they jump in, like, like, a, like a caravan of cabs. And then, like, they're heading through this, like, small town. They stop and, like, Spears instructs us all, you will leave a 10% tip and you will get a cash receipt. Yeah. Also, none of those guys look like they should probably be soldiers. No, that's probably why they work for this guy. <laughs> so they, they walk into this, this radio station and he wants to broadcast as far as possible. Well, what's on now? Well, local sports and a tribute to Elvis. And a commercial of the stuff, which pisses him off. Get that shit off my station. Nicole wants to take responsibility. Mo tells her not to. 
in comes Chocolate Chip Charlie. Don't you know just, who I am? I love how people just happen to know where everyone is. They just like, hey, I'm back. Right. He wants to be involved because they stole his company and Spears doesn't want Charlie to obviously this is, speak. <laughs> some of the language gets dicey here. It, this, there was some racial tones here. Uh, no, no, there was no tones. It was just, <laughs> it was, he, he literally said, I will let this colored guy speak. It's like, damn, dude, I thought you hated the commies. Like, who don't you hate? So, yeah, I, I'm fine. I will permit this colored man to speak. Yeah, that, like I'm sitting there I'm like, wow. So, and something about speaking, like if he, like if he's on, speaks about the commie party, he's like, he's just like, shit's going to go down. Kind of like. Yeah. Or if he talks in code. Right. Well, not going to matter because apparently Charlie's a stuffy. Yeah. And he does that whole like. The gaped mouth thing. thing. <laughs> yeah. Which is really. That was cool. cool. That was, that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, Jason gets cornered by the stuff in the studio and David's like he's trying to break the glass and like he grabs what the fuck did he grab like he like electric chair or something i don't know he just broke the glass right but like he he, like electrocuted or like torched the oh that's right yeah yeah, he takes the wires yeah uh, from from like the electrical panel and he and he electrocutes the stuff so it lights on fire yeah that looks uh that was something yeah and then, so Spears then gives his address, and the country now begins to destroy and burn all the stuff. Now, I love how fast. So this this radio broadcast, obviously he said he got a bunch of sister stations to also broadcast this this warning. Now, the, the whole country is addicted to the stuff. Yet they hear this news broadcast and just like, oh, okay, let's burn it all. Yeah. Can you imagine that, like, nowadays? Like, like if... I couldn't even tell you who a general is right now, but it came on through the airwaves and said, you need to stop doing this. You need to stop doing that. You know what would happen? People would go on Facebook and they go on Twitter and half of them would be like, this is the most amazing man ever. And then the other half would go, this guy's a piece of shit. Like, you're all sheep. (laughs) That's exactly what would happen. Like, let's say, okay, so Coca-Cola. Oh, don't you know, they, they took out the cocaine and what they put in is trioxin two four five, and it's turning everyone into zombies. Yeah, like half of the people. Are like, I knew it. I knew the Illuminati was doing this. Blah 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 blah. And the other half would be like, oh, "Well, I just dumped out all my coke." Bah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. No, but they they took it seriously. They burned down like the shake shack or the stuff shacks. Shake shack. Shake shacks. <laughs> <laughs> like like the like the factories, and. Nicole finishes by giving her apology. You know, it's like, I'm sorry, I misled you, I sold you a bunch of and bullshit. She, but she's also like kind of updating us on this is like another time jump. I mean, she's telling us yeah. what happened. It, it, this movie breezes through. Like, it does. If you think the movie's stupid or whatever, like, watch it anyway, because it happens so, like, so much happens. It's just like, boom, 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 done. Right. And so Mo goes back to I'm guessing he was like one of the heads of the company or whatever. So we're back to Mr. Burns's office. Yes. And he tells him that like stuff is every like the stuff is everywhere. It's like it's under the earth. Now they have this new product called the taste. It's a fraction of the stuff in it. So they say. Right. Yeah. It's like a watered down stuff. So yeah. well, people won't get as addicted or monstery. 
Right. And Mo has his new henchman, Jason, right. just chilling a little. Comes in with this like box of like stuff, and he, you know, he's like, you know what, you're gonna eat it, and they just like start like devouring it, like eat it till it comes out of your eyeballs. And they look like they're not enjoying it, which is weird because everyone else that ate that much stuff during the whole course of the movie didn't seem to mind it. Yeah, but I mean, like, the, I mean, they house the whole thing, and he's just like, "Are you eating it, or is it eating you?" Oh, tagline. Movie ends with like this underground transaction of the stuff, basically and, black market, right? You know, trunk and, sale. And one of them, and of course, it was the one guy that they like wouldn't actually show, was actually Patrick Dempsey. Really? Yeah. No shit. Because I, I knew it wasn't. That. I knew it wasn't like the two guys, and then like I caught a glimpse of the other one, and but like I saw on IMDb that he was like the like an underground like stuff like dealer or whatever, and I'm like it has to be the guy they're not showing. You got the stuff. I you got, got the, stuff. the money. So yeah, that that's that's the movie. Ah, uh, you're missing the great end or after end credit scene. Oh, uh, my prime moved to something else before so I uh, so yeah so brooke adams pops up after the credits and she it's basically you know the commercial she goes enough is never enough so brooke adams invasion of the body snatchers she also was sarah in the dead zone i thought that was a really cool ending yeah nice good way to to leave us off hmm so what do you think <laughs> it's fun I mean, obviously, you've seen this movie. I, I have. It's fun. It, it, it's. I guess my biggest problem was just like the, the quickness of like how like it, like the time jumping. Nothing's really explained. So you want the the Cohen cut? Yeah. Like, why are we mixing something that doesn't have to be mixed and is just siphoned from a ground into a cartons anyway? Yeah. So obviously, I think. 45 minutes of the movie was cut for pacing issues so it might have explained more but for some reason i don't think they probably explained what the you know answers to the questions we have yeah so but it's it's fun like some of the effects are really really cool mo's character is hilarious yes i'm gonna go Two and a half brains. Okay. I'm going... You know what? I'll give it two brains. But know that I'm going off my usual thing. And one of those brains is just for Michael Moriarty. Because his character is awesome. He's a funny, funny bastard. I just love how like in... Like in in your face, like kind of stuff where he just like walks by and he's just like you know stuffs a check in the dude's face. The guys like stop taking pictures, and he's just like, <laughs> it's just it was just it's great. It's still fun. I'll still watch the movie if it's on, but it's never on. What, what the hell is it on? I saw it on Tubi. It it was free on Prime. No, it was also free on Tubi. Well, you know you do have to watch the commercials. Yeah, but I mean, I have the DVD too, but I couldn't find it. I feel like it would be on sci-fi at some point. Uh, maybe. I don't know. They're too busy. Like sci-fi, I feel like is all like, 
All right, let's take two animals that have nothing to do with each other and then put them together. Like piranha octopus. <laughs> they call it like piranapus. There's some great or, movies on two. Okay, okay, snail. Snails aren't scary. What could we do to, to make a snail scary? Ooh, raccoons. Raccoonail. <laughs> I, I don't know. That, that's all of their movies. And for some reason, it's giant. You know what one's fantastic? It's Lava Lantula. Lava Lantula? Is it lava and a tarantula? It's a tarantula that like spits lava. Of course it does. But it's got Steve Gutenberg and it's amazing. What? <laughs> uh, I still I still have to see Lamageddon and that killer couch thing. That bothered me because that's not a couch. Okay. The killer chair. The killer or- armchair. <laughs> Whatever. But it looks fantastic. All right. Moving along to Horror Babe of the Month. Horror Babe of the Month. Chloe Grace Moretz. Yes. Now, she has been acting for basically her whole life. She started with the Amityville Horror remake. She also did the Carrie remake. She was in The Eye. She was a young vampire and let me in. She even had a cameo in Muppets Most Wanted. If you have a cameo in any Muppets movie, that's some cool shit. But more more recently, uh, she she was in uh, Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising. You can check that out. That was a pretty fun movie. Yeah, it wasn't as good as the first one, but that that was still fun. Uh, She was in the controversial I Love You, Daddy, Louis C.K.'s movie. Talk about Dicey. I haven't seen. I love Louis C.K. Like his comedy is hilarious. I haven't seen that though. I don't think you're gonna see it. Is is it is it no longer available or worth? Uh, it was or, gonna, like I feel like it was going to be released, and then um, when it came out, like he was like jerking off in front of people or something. Yeah. In so, the the content of the movie, I guess was a little little suspect. Anyway, moving along, we're not talking about him. We're talking about Chloe. She was all, speaking of remakes, she was also in the remake of Suspiria, which yeah. not as good as the first one, but different. I was about to say, I and still it was haven't, awesome. It was really good. I still haven't seen that yet, but like from what I keep hearing, it's basically like a, it's, a, it's different. It's not like a full blown like remake. No, I would just say it's like a retelling almost. I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was it was fucking badass. I love uh, the she, first one. She was in Greta. She played Wednesday in the new Adams Family series. They got a, uh, I think, is that coming out this year or next year? Part two. Uh, next year, I think. Yeah, uh, the kids are excited about her role. Not her role, but like they're excited about Tom and Jerry, which actually looks funny, and it could be funny. That could be a cool during a movie night. An upcoming mother android. Which is supposed to come out this year, so uh, we're looking forward to that. So, uh, Chloe, cheers! Yeah, actually, and I I had mentioned the movie to you like beforehand, like the movie Kick Ass. You need I know like you're not like the big like like superhero like kind of fan, but it is great. It is fantastic. It's not like your typical like it's like these renegade like kids that are like superheroes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not really superheroes. They're just kids in wearing like, costumes and kicking ass. Yeah, basically, that's it's essentially what they are. Nice, but it's uh, fun. Do, do we have any feedback? Fan feedback. 
Yeah, well, the, the only feedback I got was on Instagram when I posted. It was from Living Like Lily, who is my wife. Oh, okay. Well, what did Susan have to say about the stuff? She loves the stuff. She absolutely loves this movie. That's why we're here today, talking about the stuff. Yes. Because enough is never, never enough. enough. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to the guys over at Slash U. Yes, I noticed that you were wearing a very nice t-shirt, as am I, which we did not plan to wear the same t-shirt at the same time, because I right. fucking hate that. Yeah. But anyway, so we talk back and forth on Instagram every so often. Like They, got, they have a pretty cool show where they, they just cover um, 70s, 80s, and 90s slashers. Or 70s and 80s. I think it's like 77 to 89 or something like that. But the show is definitely worth checking out. They're funny. There's some terrible slashers that they they cover and they make it entertaining. It's uh, kind of like a classroom kind of setting. Big shout out to those guys and thanks for the gear. Yeah, thank you slash you. No, slash you. That's what I fucking said. Anyway, thanks for listening. As always, you can catch us on Podomatic, Spotify, iTunes, basically everywhere. Um, follow us on Twitter at Fans of the Dead One. Yep, we're on Instagram, although the, the tag has changed slightly. It used to be Fans of the Dead One, now it's just Fans of the Dead Podcast. I figured with the word podcast in it, it made more sense. We're on Facebook, Fans of the Dead. Check out our website. Uh, fansofthedead.com you can get all of our episodes our recipes buy t-shirts hell yeah um we should probably send t-shirts to the slash you guys check damn you on top of your game bro if you want to reach out to us that's fansofthedeadpodcast at gmail.com maybe a suggestion of a topic you'd like to have us break on on, on a tangent Maybe a movie you want us to break down. I've got an idea for our next movie. I'm not going to say it on here, but, you know, wait for that. But anything, just drop us a line. Tell us how awesome we are. Tell us we suck. Whatever. We can take it. Some days. Yeah, some days. And as always, have fun. Be safe. Peace. The taste that makes you hungry for more. The stuff, the taste that delivers. Enough is never enough. Enough is never enough. Are you eating it? Or is it eating you? Eat it.